Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave What I've realized, people are always like, oh, when your dog barks, like, oh, she's protecting you. I'm like, I don't think she is. I think she's protecting what she has. I think she's saying like, listen, I get two square meals a day and belly rubs. You are not going to take this from me. You will not fuck this up. I don't think it's about me at all. But also your dog does love her physical belongings. She loves her things. Like she came from a crate in China. And so she's just like fiercely protective over her things. But I don't think it has to do with my safety. It would be, I mean, she definitely, there's no denying that she likes you more than other people. Like you're not at the same level as a stranger. Right. She loves me the most, but I think her protecting me is because she's protecting herself. It's not like a nanny dog thing. She's just like, these are my toys. I've worked really, I've come this far, kid. I'm going to fuck this up. Sometimes I find her like sniffing my belly and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I think she's going to, people are like, what are you going to do about the baby and the dog? I'm like, she's a dog. The baby comes first, obviously, and the dog will get over it or hide under the coffee table like she does anyway. Oh my God. If Tiaf is scared of the baby, that's going to honestly be very cute and sad. She'll get over it. Animals adjust. Or they don't, and they're weird forever. Folks, we've survived the holidays, and uh, we're still here. And I like to think that everybody's a little bit better this year. I feel like I'm finding more people writing in about how they've implemented advice or... It's a compliment when people are like, I thought, what would Eliza do? I'm like, Eliza probably wouldn't have that problem because Eliza would have cut that person out. That being said, I have four friends. But I streamline it. You know, you got efficient friends. That's what you do. And so it's the new year. It is 2022. And I think mm-hmm. what's frustrating is everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for the new year. I'm like, what about these last couple of years makes you think that this next year is going to be any better. This will be a tepid version of what we just had. Just because the Roman calendar like demarcates the earth going around the sun doesn't mean anything changes. Like just because we've decided it's 365 days doesn't mean like, and now we're owed something. The universe is like, nope, we're still punishing people for not believing in science. Yeah, no, we can't. Everybody tries to put these delineations on the calendar. It's, yeah. It is what it is. It's all made but- up. 
You had some nice time off. Hopefully, everybody. Yeah, hopefully you guys got some nice time off. Reevaluate what's important. I think this time around, <clears throat> sounds like I'm crying. This time around, I think Omicron is, it's going to, I hope it's going to become more and more like the flu, which is not a big deal to get. Uh, but, you know, get vaccinated so that if and when you get this, it doesn't like take out your right eye. That's the reason to get vaccinated so you don't get a grab bag of stuff like my friend Emily here who can't taste popcorn. I can't. And you know what? I was, I had plans to go see the big Marvel movie and now I can't. And so I'm not going to see it in theaters. And what am I supposed to do? I don't know, dude. I don't know how you live like that. That is so awful. I can't, I can't do, I can't see a movie in the theaters. I can't eat a popcorn in the theaters. I'm just here drinking water, like some kind of chump. I mean, some would argue like a normal person who should have been doing it all along. And maybe if you'd had more water, your immune system would have been ready for COVID. <laughs> like I was like, but okay. <laughs> okay, say. let's get into the question on everyone's lips. Okay. Are you watching Finding Magic Mike, which is an HBO Max series? I haven't gotten around to it yet uh, because I've been watching prestige TV, like mm. Great British Bake Off. Um, I haven't got, you know what it is? Because I actually watch so little TV and I do it with my husband and it's like, yes, I could make him watch that, but I always feel like he picks elevated things to watch. That being said, my mom came to visit recently. And if she mentioned Yellowstone one more time, I was like, oh, we she's get the it. person watching it. Oh, she is everyone because it is like the number one watch show in the country. But you can't find it. It's like on Sundance premiere. Just get into any New York City cab, log into the screen in the headrest, type in your blood type, and you can watch Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I haven't seen it yet. But just because you're a fan of something in real life, like I, don't, I was about to say, just because you like the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders doesn't mean you're going to watch that show where they audition. That being said, a lot of horny dudes probably do. So who knows? Well, and there's a Magic Mike movie coming. Channing Tatum announced a third one. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is not something that I like revolve my life around, but I do enjoy the live show when I'm in Vegas playing at the Mirage. I skedaddle over to wherever their show is and I, I catch a, I catch a body. I catch a look. It's done well. And Chelsea Phillips Reed, who is the host is delightful. So leave it to me to connect with the female host of something, but she was cool. She yeah. was really cool. She's great. She does a great job, but now it's time for the questions, the real questions. So, well, we have an update first, just because it's exactly what you're just talking about. I love an update. Someone had written in asking about their doctor Christmas party the doctor at the office they work at, and they said they didn't want to go. Do I have to go to things outside of work? I remember this one. This person was really reticent to go. They just didn't want to go. And Emily and I were like, just go. It probably won't be bad. It'll be fun. Don't make it weird. Just go. You'd be a team player. So she says, you answered this question after the party had already happened, but it turns out I followed your future advice and I went. Both of you were 100% right about everything. And I try to remind myself that I need to trust that I'll rise to the occasion. I was actually quite a hit at the party. Oh. <laughs> also, Eliza, you are correct that my anxiety was not COVID-related, but social anxiety. Hearing your response was awesome, and I was so impressed with both of your wisdom and intuition. Hooray. Oh, and he's a renowned rheumatologist, just since you didn't know what kind of doctor he is, because I didn't tell you. So, nice rheumatologist party. Uh, She's like, that being said, I did go, and I did get COVID. So, whoops-a-daisy. Yeah, folks, look, we because like there's two things at play here. One, Gen Z and being attached to the internet and your phone. Two, I don't know how old you are, because uh, millennials have a little bit of that. And two, COVID related anxiety in general has sort of created this environment where like no one really does anything. We've all forgotten how to be people. 
It's okay to pick up a phone and call someone. It is okay to go to something. Nothing bad is happening because you're like meeting a friend. Like in a way, and this, I'm not talking to you person. I'm just saying in general, like we need to get over ourselves. We're acting like Manhattanites. Like everybody's acting like a social phobic. Like you ever like talk to someone that's been on the island of Manhattan too long? And like my living room's covered in newspaper and I don't go anywhere. It's not cute. Go out, be social, meet the people. You're fine. Like, get over it. There are people with real issues. Get out there, have a fucking drink and a cupcake. I'll tell you what, the couple weeks that LA is kind of quiet around Christmas, you know, because of Omicron and because I'm pregnant, we can't do as many things as we'd like, you know, just social things. So we try not to go out at all. But like, we went for coffee the other day and I was like, can't we just walk around the block? Can't I just go into a shop? Like, I was just craving being around humans. I like it. And then I hate it. Anyway, come on, folks. We can do better than this. We're social creatures. Let's prove it. Come on out to a comedy show. Unless you're listening to this from a bunker because it's Zeta of the virus now and you can't go outside. But speaking of, I did start watching Station Eleven. Should I watch it? Is it really good? I don't know. You know, and the truth is it's really beautifully made, folks. If you like like a really beautifully done prestige heady sort of uh, futuristic um, drama. The first episode is all about like the world kind of coming to an end because of a disease. And this was written, this was, that was shot all before the pandemic. And it is actually difficult to watch. Like having lived through something similar, these like end time movies, I'm just like, this is, I'm like gripping the couch. Um, But anyways, it is beautifully done. If you want to just pay attention to cinematography and not feel PTSD as you're watching it. And not feel like it's a harbinger of what's to come. Okay. I sat my family down to watch Contagion. I don't think anyone had a good time. No, it's it's too real, sadly. Outbreak, mm-hmm. it's too real. Movies always predict the future. Movies in The Simpsons. Except for they said we'd have flying cars by like 1990. <laughs> oh, well. I, I wouldn't want that though. You're fine. You don't want anything. I would love a flying That's- car. Yeah, it's okay. I kick it. OMG. Hi, Eliza. Emily, new baby, beautiful poochie. I am a 21-year-old female and have been dating my 21-year-old boyfriend for two years. My boyfriend's roommate, also 21, just got engaged to his girlfriend of about a year and is getting married this summer. Scary, I know. My boyfriend and I both got invited to the wedding and we're trying to figure out if we should go. My boyfriend doesn't really support the wedding because he thinks they're too young and are rushing things for no reason. This is a good friend of his, but not his best friend. I say, why not go for free booze and a fun time and keep stuff drama free? Yeah. Crazy talking about this because we're all 21, but what are your thoughts? Do we go to this wedding or not? No, it's crazy talking about it because normally it's the guy that's like, who cares? Let's go. It's not your boyfriend's place. These people are getting married. Do you want to go or not? It'd be one thing if it was like his brother and it's like, look, she's a gold digger or this girl's got like, she's trying to get you to sell meth with her. What what is the of course you just go. Or don't. Like who cares? If you don't go, then and they get divorced, be like, see, I told you. Just go. It's he's it's you say to him, look, I'm down. I think this would be fun. What's the bigger issue? The other side is your boyfriend's secretly in love with this dude or the girl, sorry. And that's what's bothering him. Also, I don't know where you live. But like, is that too young? Like, do you live in South Dakota and he's saying it's too young? Is he telling you, like, don't get your hopes up? Something's going on here. Something's going on beyond him just dying on a hill. 
It's a little quick and it's a little young, but not so much so that there needs to be any kind of judgment call on it. Like they're not 17 and you're like, "Mm, do I want to support this? They're 21. They can get divorced. It's fine. A 21-year-old boy is like like a 15-year-old genius. So, you know, not a Russian one though. Uh, something else is going on. I think, I think this is about the note behind the note. And I would sit down with that boyfriend and be like, what's really happening? Are you in love with him? Are you in love with her? I don't mean to make you paranoid, but usually young men don't have feelings this strong about something as simple as a wedding, like relationship based. Ask what's going on. Does it come from being him being worried that you expect the same now? I, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So, you know. Go to the wedding. Or are you just a booze hound and you're like, how can I get it for free? How can I have my choice of chicken or fish? Folks, if you hear me making weird noises, it's just because I'm only ever having heartburn or burping. I've decided to blow it out. I was like, if you're going to have heartburn, you may as well work out. If you're going to be in pain anyway, may as well load up on spicy pizza. Oh, no. I'm loading up. Kick it. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key 
luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Eliza and your entire sweet family. I've been following your comedy for a long time and your podcast rather recently. I appreciate your activism. It gives me hope to see how involved you are in making a change for the better. Am I? Here is my dilemma. Okay. I mean, you're pretty, you're just, you speak out about things that you care about. Sure. How should I go about inspiring my partner to be more active or at least more curious to explore? We get this question a lot, by the way. Like, my husband's a lard. What do I do? I'm an East European living in Iceland, and I'm quite a traveler. He's from Brooklyn and just starting to travel. I've done most of my traveling solo before meeting him. For the last two years, the little travel I've done was to be with my boyfriend since we're in a long-distance relationship, and the pandemic really complicated things. Yet, our relationship is thriving. Anyway, my issue is when we're traveling, he never comes up with ideas of what to do or where to go. Most of the time, he'd rather stay at the accommodation watching movies or playing video games. I enjoy that too, but not when I'm in another country. How can I inspire him to do more when abroad? For example, he told me his favorite memory from our Mexico trip was the sunrise from the Caribbean Sea. But I had to drag him out of bed to see it, and the rest of the days were mostly staying in. He told me before that he's worried I'm going to leave him because I'll get bored. So whenever I bring up the subject, he kind of shuts down. Not sure how to go about it. Thank you for your time, and I wish you and your entire family happy and healthy holidays. Maybe you'll consider Iceland as a country to have a show in. Thanks. You're like, I'm a world traveler, Eastern European who lives in Iceland. My boyfriend's from Brooklyn. Um, Look, it's funny because I feel like it's usually the other way. Like the guys, the, you know, the active, the hiker, the mountainous, the alpinist, and the girl's like, I guess I'll do it. He wants kudos to you for being like, this is what I love. Wanderlust. Um, There's the version where like you guys kind of aren't made for each other. And because you're long distance, wait, do they live together now? They're still long distance. No, it sounds like it sounds like they might still be long distance. You know, that's tough because when you're long distance, every time you're together, it's like this fun vacation, but you don't see how they are day to day. And if he already is being kind of like slovenly on a vacation, that's an indicator of a bigger issue. I think you know what you want. And I think you have to be okay with expressing it. Women have a hard time doing this. I appreciate that he's like, oh, I'm afraid you're going to leave me. First of all, that insecurity is not cute, but I appreciate that he's being open. You sit down and you say to him, here's how I travel and traveling is a huge part of my life. And I want you to participate. I want you to be excited about what we're doing. There's Lonely Planet. There's Google. There's, you know, top 10 hidden gems in Budapest. Like there's ways to look for stuff. Um, And you just say to him, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste my time and money sitting in the hotel room. He could be that he's insecure about it. It could be that he doesn't really like traveling as much as you do and he's lying. It could be that he's paralyzed by options because it is intimidating. 
But maybe it's like, let's just each pick something because the truth is, even if he picks something lame, it's an adventure. It's not about the thing. Like going for a walk in a park, it's like, who cares? It's about how you talk on the way, what you do, what you see. That being said, if someone's ever like, oh, we're in another country, let's go to the botanical gardens. I'm like, I'd rather die. Like it better involve a snack. I'm not just like walking aimlessly. So I think you need to get to the root of what it is that makes him nervous. And also like, you don't want to be in the relationship with the guy that's always like, are you going to leave me? And so he needs to put a little bit of effort because you're not an event planner. Maybe he picks the restaurant. Be like, pick a meal and an activity. Noah and I are like that. Because I was, I sa- I've said to Noah, I'm like, eating is not something that fuels me in the way that it does for you. So we need to find other things. And he was like, okay, understood. And we just ended up eating because I was pregnant. So it was really hard. And sometimes museums are closed on the one day that I have off. But we both want to, you got to get, see what excites him and then be like, figure that out. You like video games? Okay. Find a Dutch video game museum. He's he's in a self-fulfilling prophecy of he's so worried mm-hmm. that you're going to think that he's boring, that he just is paralyzed with a decision over how to not be boring. You have to just make it such a safe space. What do yeah. you do when you're brainstorming? You're just like, even the dumbest ideas. Look, email me five ideas of what we could do in the city. Uh, they don't all have to be great. They don't <laughs> have to be. Also, one. you travel differently alone than you do with a partner. When I'm alone, I go to a lot more museums. That's not like, oh, I'm such an intellect and I'm so worldly. That's just... Alone, it's easier to do because you can kind of, you don't have to talk to anyone. And Noah knows that I am like, I want to go to museums. So Portugal, the first country on my Europe tour, we went to the Tile Museum and he found it. And I was like trying to be academic about it. Like, well, Tile is a huge part of Portuguese culture. Like that was not cool, Lisbon. It was not cool. And I forgot my mask and they made me buy one in the gift shop. And it was not inexpensive. I still have it even though I have no memories of the Tile Museum because what a snore fest. Snooze. (laughs) Tile Museum. Okay. (laughs) They're going to come after you like Claire's has. I can come get me if you want to get COVID. Come on into this country. (laughs) Come on in. Oh, yes. That's, you know what? Should we address the Claire's thing? You want to address it? fuck me on this. Yeah, I do. Because I, I need to say that we discussed this and I texted you and said, hey, FYI, Claire's is open. It just went fully bankrupt, but I'll put something to that effect in the post when we share about it. And then I shared it and then you posted it without that little caveat. Well, aren't you just the litigious little busy bee? I need- <laughs> Whatever. I'm you know so what, Claire's? Of just every city a Claire's is in. People are like, and then I like issued like a funny fake apology. Like, I'm sorry, Claire's is open. Please don't come after me, big accessory. People are like, you try so hard. Don't let them get you down. Folks, it's a joke. I'm fine. Okay. And you know what? Claire's, you should be writing me a check. Well, you're welcome for the publicity. I gave you a bunch of my bot mitzvah money when I was 13. And now I'm coming back for more. Something about Claire's really lit a fire under people. Yeah. I mean, a lot I think of it's- stories. From Claire's employees, Claire's enthusiasts. Visceral part of our nostalgia. It is. You tapped into something there. Where else are you going to go to get your glitter, St. Patrick's Day headbands and accessories? Apparently, according to the rest of the internet, Spencer's gifts. No, this is, Claire's is different. Like if you want like, like nice high-end plastic diamond, green emerald St. Patrick's Day earrings, like they got everything. Mm -hmm. 50 earrings on a card. Yes, please. 
a lot of movie sets I have like Claire's jewelry because it's like what no one can tell. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyways, I'm not sorry. Me neither. I'm not sorry. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I could use some of your badass advice. I'm an elder millennial trying to create healthy boundaries with my mother. My parents, who are still married, were physically and verbally abusive to my siblings and I growing up. My dad has softened as he has aged and has worked on himself so he does not perpetuate the abuse. He's even asked his adult children to forgive him. My mother, however, continues to gaslight me and make passive-aggressive comments. For instance, I am happily married, but she continues to say things like, are you sure things are going well? How long do you think your marriage will last? And has he realized your damaged goods yet? Oh my God. The damaged goods comment comes from me being raped as a teenager by a pastor. Oh my God. I grew up very religious. This is horrible. And by the way, the fact that you grew up religious is... It has nothing to do with the fact that a pastor raped you. It probably uh, happens I, to... Okay. Oh, my God. I can't advise on this. I grew up very religious. My mother fully believes that if you have premarital relations, consensual or not, then you are damaged goods, a whore, et cetera. Is I've this the mom from Carrie? That. Yes. It's, it's basic. Go watch Carrie because your mom is ripping off the mom and Carrie, the original one. Okay. I've tried to talk to her about this, but she says, that doesn't sound like me or that doesn't sound like something I would say. She's my mom and I do love her, but how do I create healthy boundaries when she refuses to acknowledge her words or actions? Should I just set time limits on how much I see or talk to her? P.S. I am seeing a therapist for all this. I would just love to know how you both would handle it. Thank you. Oh God. I mean, I, oh my God. Genuinely, I don't know if this starts a bigger fight, but- could you knock her out her on your phone <laughs> yeah when she's when she, when you're talking to her and then when she says i would never say anything like that you just play it back for her or is oh, that she, really stoking a fire well that's also going to drive you crazy she's saying that about current comments i thought she was saying that about things that she'd said in the past like when you were growing up i mean it sounds like the mom is still just nasty and so, is like hey you know your damage does your husband know your damaged goods and then she's like hey you can't talk to me like that and the mom goes i don't know what you're talking what does your husband think of this like is he standing up for you at all that is one of the worst things i've ever heard and i feel like only you can decide what you're going to put up with up with which you will put so you know, maybe it's you talk to her and she says something rude. There could be something wrong with your mom, by the way. Uh, but if she says something rude, just be like, okay, hey, gotta go. Like maybe you can have Lavi and response her into like every time she's rude, you're like, gotta go, mom. Bye. This is, it doesn't, oh my God. I think also maybe you've hit a wall where you're just like, this is really hurtful. I do know what that feels like where you reach a point where you're like, oh my God, this person has done a lot of weird damage. I've never been physically abused or verbally abused in that way. But there are people in your life where you're just like, wow, you know, almost every time I talk to you, I kind of feel bad. And so I think I'm going to limit those interactions. You can keep it super vague. You can keep it super polite and just go into it with your eyes open. And when she says that stuff, be like, when you say things like that, I don't want to talk to you. Bye. And then just be done. Yeah calling it out right when it happens so she can't say, I didn't say that. Yeah, you can say, and then you end that conversation. Uh, I don't know that you'll ever change your mom, but what you can do is change the amount of time you're willing to spend feeling hurt in that conversation and try to take some of your power back, I guess. Your mom sounds like there's a huge chemical imbalance and 
maybe she, I'm sure she feels guilty that she didn't protect you or she's just a religious nut job. And don't fucking at me about religious nut job. This is my religion. No, it should not be hurting people. Unfortunately, I think it often does more than it helps. So this is all about you deciding how much longer you're going to sit in that conversation. Maybe just check in once a week, you know? Oof, I'm sorry. Also, your husband should like, I, if I were your husband, I'd be like, I'm going to knock this woman out. Like, you can't call my wife damaged goods. So is anybody an ally for you? Anyway, have you tried? I call- mean, I've got, here's my bit. Have you tried calling your mom a bitch? <laughs> what? Listen. Or just being like, re- mailing her a copy of Carrie. Like, listen, Carolyn, you're a, you're a bitch. And then just hang up that phone. <laughs> Great. I would just tee off on your mom, see what happens. Maybe she'll break down. Right. Like what there's nothing to lose at this point in being completely honest with her. It sounds like you've managed to keep your relationship with your dad separate and that that is on the men. So you can kind of say whatever you want to your mom. You can say everything you've wanted to say for the last however many years. And since they were both pieces of shit, you could be like, dad has fully atoned and said sorry and done this. What? Why aren't you being as good a parent? You can throw it right back in her face. I know it's like you're supposed to be better than that. Again, get down and dirty. Be like, all right, let's open it up, Susan. Let's go. And then you could just be like, I was raped by a pastor that you trusted. How do you feel about that? You fucking mm. harpy. Oh, I say, if people are going to drag you down, be like, let's blow it wide open. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've done that. Sometimes you got to get in there. You got to pull out the history books. Open to a page. Cite your sources. Hi, Liza. Emily. Hot Scotty. Sweet, sweet snow peach. Sassy Gracie. And the sweet little gluten lady. Yo, no, maybe maybe don't call her that. <laughs> maybe let's say the no. last name. <laughs> listen to the pod for about three years now, and I've listened to every episode. I'm 24, a lawyer, no PhD, but I do have a master's. I'm mm. from Nigeria, and one of the three main languages here is called Hausa. In Hausa, Kashi means poo. So when you talk <laughs> about Kashi Golene, it makes me chuckle extra hard because it's really living up to the name. Just thought I'd share because it cracks me up. Oh, they for sure. I could see that for sure co-opted like an African language so they could sell it to like health conscious white people. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if there's any, I always thought it was like a Middle Eastern thing. I always, it always had that vibe because of, I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. Kashi. Yeah. Kashi. Kashi. Hello, everyone. All right. I'm ready, I'm ready to move on. Okay. I'm ready. Hello, everyone. My favorite podcast for years now. And I finally have a question. Eliza. What was your fair and honest appraisal from the Bumbies at your shower? Do you have that, like, on your desk or something? Uh, oh, oh, I thought you meant my appraisal of them. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I uh, had my baby shower. My friend Bonnie threw me a baby shower. And a couple things about my baby shower. First of all, it was co-ed. I, you know, if you're the kind of girl that wants to have brunch with all women and force them to wear dresses and then watch you open gifts for an hour, that is in your purview. Like, that's what you want to do. I was like, look, I have male friends too. I don't want to play these weird games because all women's events, like women's celebratory events involve either, involve making someone feel bad. Like, the bachelorette party, it's like, let's dress her up like a whore. Like, let's all watch while you celebrate. Oh, let's kidnap someone, you know? And for a shower, it's like, now you've all got to watch while I open up rubber nipples. That sounded awful. So we did a backyard pajama brunch co-ed and we had a latke bar and we had brunch food and we had alcohol and it was just like a the fun coffee thing. looked good. 
We had a coffee bar, a tasty time, and tasty food, beautiful buffet. Um, and I had I hired uh, this entertainment, I guess, group called the Bumbies. It's two people. They come to your house. And they can't hear anything. Like they have sunglasses on. You can't really see their faces. And they do character assessments on a typewriter about you. And, you know, they don't know you. And it's it's based on how you look and how you carry yourself. But they're always good. They're never like, you seem like a real piece of shit. <laughs> I, bet, I bet no one likes you. And your mom sounds like a bitch. Uh, so they rated Tian Fu and they rated me. And they rated Noah. I'm sorry. They rated Tian Fu and then they rated me and Noah together. And they type it out and then they correct their typos and they give it to you. So they gave me one for me and Noah. But here's what I, here's my issue. In the first line, it says, you are the perfect yin and yang couple. But yin and yang is spelled yin yang, like yin yang twins. You are just, you love each other just as much as the yin yang twins. Just as much as the yin yang twins love skeet. Uh, so I thought that was funny that they did a whole grammatical pass and they were like, yin yang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they weren't off. It says the perfect yin and yang couple. Although I can't quite tell who balances the other out more. Each of you are perfectly okay about being each other's plus one, but also love to be the actual name on the list. Not sure about Noah. You bond over music taste, untrue, and send each other memes that you politely reply with LOL despite already having seen them. Not true. No, and I have very different algorithms. It's that respect for each other that will make this thing last for eternity in a good way. Overall, nine out of nine. Now, you could say that about any couple. No one wants to be like, you guys do not belong. He's way hotter than you. Um, And then we have another one that's the two of us. So they're cute. And then I like the Tianfu one. She got a 10. You are not to be bothered by this glitz and glamour. You love your mommy and you will give her this one because you know Christmas is around the corner. You are lovable and love a good pampering. Adore me is what is on your mind and you love a good belly rub. It's like, yeah, it's a dog. (laughs) You're on the nice list and we'll be getting everything on your list this year. Merry Christmas. They're just assessing dogs. Yeah, it's cute. It's fun and... The first time I saw them was years ago and I had really long hair and they like called me a Disney princess. And I was like, thank you. Hair Well, I think it's cool that you have them because they've been kind of on your like list for a long time. Like you've always kind of wanted to have them at one of your events. So it's you very, did. yeah, it's look, it's not inexpensive, but it's, here's my thing. You're coming out of COVID. It's like, I think a lot of people are like, go see that family, make that move, take that leap. And for me on a small level, I was like, hire the Bumbies. Like I've had so many parties, like just fucking do it. Folks, yeah. like we could get this life taken away from us. So spend that money on entertainment. I wanted it. Mm-hmm. I got it. And now it's out of my system. And I got this character assessment of my dog. And people got a nice little physical thing to do. It's take a home cool thing. They're like, what's that? You're like, just go. I think it's fun to have at your party versus like face painting. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life, and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Eliza, Emily, Snow Baby, and Human Baby. I think you'll find this one interesting. It's pretty long. That's okay. I, 25 female, call me Hannah, am planning a wedding to get married to a wonderful man. Several weeks ago, our mom drove me, my sister, 29, call her Casey, and herself to an event out of town. Okay. When we left, our mom told us she was going on a date with a guy Casey doesn't like. Casey started crying in the back seat and making fun of our mom calling her mean names and laughing at her. I don't like him either, but my mom's a grown woman and we don't live with her so she can do whatever she wants. I eventually got so mad that I turned around. I was in the front seat, she was in the back and started telling her to stop acting like a child and an idiot. Casey's been mean to our mom since I can remember and just an all around terrible child to have. She was yelling back the whole time and then Casey proceeded to come into the front seat, grab me by the throat and shove me into the dash. Even though she's nearly twice my size, I got her off me fairly quickly. After that, I yelled at her and told her she was a bitch and a psychopath, which I thought was warranted given the situation. She also said some not-so-nice words. Now she's telling people that I attacked her and I'm the crazy one, even though my mom saw the whole thing. This all boils down to my wedding. She was supposed to be one of my bridesmaids, and I was only going to have her and my other sister, 35 female, call her Ashley, in my bridal party. We haven't spoken in over a month. I know this is really complicated and I obviously can't include everything here, but what do I do? I called her out on her shit and she physically attacked me. So do I invite her to my bridal shower no. without saying anything? No. Do I ask <laughs> Ashley to still be a bridesmaid, not Casey? Help me with your infinite wisdom. Also, Emily has the best laugh ever. Sincerely, I swear I'm not white trash, but my sister is. Uh, Emily has a very throaty, I would almost call it sensual laugh. Can we hire uh gargoyle ashley to take out the mom from that last question that called her daughter damaged goods like is she a hitman for hire okay no way bad child is casey, casey. ashley's good sister. oh sorry okay i don't know fine bad casey go smash smash mommy casey, by the way is 29 yeah something's wrong with casey you know part of me is like do you sit first of all are you not having her as part of your bridal party because of behavior like this because of this incident in particular, she's like, after she slammed me into the dash, do I no. do I not make her my bridesmaid? And she already isn't a bridesmaid. It sounds like, I can't tell if she's already asked them or if she hasn't asked them yet, but the intention was to have both of her sisters as bridesmaids. So she's like, can I ditch the nutso one and just keep the good one? hundred percent. And you can also not have her at your wedding. Like that is assault. I don't know if you are those kind of sisters that actually hit each other. At age 30, it's a little too much, especially if she is, you're saying twice your size. Is she like a wrestler or are you just very tiny? Like what's twice your size? Are you too tiny? Um, your wedding day should be about you feeling good. And all too often women, look, I wish I could redo my bridal party. All too often women are like, oh, this is important to do. I guess I should do this. And then you're like, you're going to be thinking about how's this person going to like lose it all day she attacked you and it's weird. She attacked you after being horrible to your mom. There's something going on here that is so deep and it's not really on you to figure out why is she always so mean to your mom? You deserve peace of mind on your wedding day. 
And those actions are definitely not going to get her any farther. And so I think it's definitely okay to pick the good sister over this one. And if she wants to have a come to Jesus, great. But like, I don't think you're going to feel better personally if you just allow her there because you're going to have one eye on her the whole time. Like, what if she did that on your wedding day? It's not like you guys had a fight. Like, she physically grabbed you. That's not, you can't put up with that. You can't put up with someone touching you. Sorry. Well, here's what I'll say from not my wedding experience, but from other people that I listen to. Uh, Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop. Okay, take it. All right. She's a, her fans are very into the show. You're um, a low-key operative for other people's agendas. No, I said no, she had a story that she told that she's talked about before where she has a nutso sister who she so she decided to have no bridesmaids so that she wouldn't have the obligation yes. of having that nut. And she regrets it so much because she was like, Why did I do that for her? You get mm-hmm. one wedding, yes. have the person that you like. Yes. And have a conversation with your mom about, look, mom, I don't want to invite Casey. She's verbally abusive to you. Yes. She's physically yes. abusive to me. Yes. Make sure the mom's on your side. And the mom's going to be like, oh, you know, she's your sister. But no, it doesn't work like is- that. She hit you. I completely agree. She assault, like, it's that. Also, especially coming out of COVID, like, I think what we're all we all should be better on is like digging our heels in at something. You're not trying to be a bitch to your sister. Like she's proven that she's a wild animal. I have a very close relative who would not get vaccinated. And I was like, you can't come to Thanksgiving. And I was talking to them recently and they were like trying to garner sympathy. And I'm like, you're a grown man. Like there's nothing sad about this. Like it's not, and he was like, I wish I could have come by to at least get a plate. And I was like, a plate? (laughs) Like it's not a cookout. It's fucking Thanksgiving. And I'm like, is... So it's just the food. Like, you're not going to be invited in. And I don't feel bad for excluding you. I was like, yeah, if you had gotten the vaccine, you could have had whatever you wanted. Like, yeah, people, she's not getting like, oh, I'm not having you because of what you did. These are your choices. People forget that like they are, they are the, I was going to say the recipient of the energy based on the choices they made. So right. you also might be terrible. I have no idea, but- and you might be making the story up, but based on these things, like, why would you want this person at your wedding? Right. Well, it's that thing of freedom of spo- of uh, speech does not mean that you still have it's, freedom of consequences. What is it called? It's, There's going to be consequences to what you do. Also, your rights end at your neighbor's nose. And in this case, they ended right at your neck on a dashboard. You can't. That's done. It's enough. Yeah. Trash. Hello to Eliza and no one else. LOL. I'm a longtime fan, but only discovered the podcast this August. Any extra Eliza content is welcome in my life. Everybody, tell a friend about this podcast. Yeah, please. That's what I need is a friend. Tell a friend about my Instagram and the podcast. Let's grow these things. I've given you enough. I am a physician physician associate. And right now I treat patients on the psychiatric unit of our hospital. Can you help these last couple girls, by the way? Help Casey. Look it up. The pod is a perfect mix of comedy and realness to get my mind off the significant illnesses I treat daily. I was listening to Thanksgiving week episode and the story about the girl whose parents want to stay with her monthly hit close to home. Oh, yeah. Wait, By wait. Now, Emily, give a recap. So there was that the brother has children of this girl and the mother wants to come out and stay every single month at her like one bedroom apartment Ugh. to go hang out with the brother's baby, which felt. Crazy. Shitty. Which is another way we punish women that don't have children. Like, well, your your space doesn't matter. Right. You're not doing anything. Yeah. My now in-laws moved out of the city that my husband and I call home about four years ago, but she still comes to town to get her hair cut and colored. 
During the heat of COVID, she didn't make the trip, but over the past six to eight months, she has come up at least monthly and stayed with us each time. We just got married in October, recently moved into our first home, and with my irregular work schedule, seven days on, seven days off, my husband and I have a limited amount of us time where I'm not on call or exhausted from my long days in the hospital. My husband has asked her not to come, but I always feel guilty and end up telling him to call her back and say she's welcome. It is family after all. Important to note, my husband's dad, her husband, travels for work frequently and their extended family still lives in the UK, so she's limited in family time and likes the excuse to see us. I'm pretty sure your advice will be to keep welcoming her in so that she'll probably die soon. I hope not. (laughs) I appreciate any advice on how to limit the visits or help her understand that we aren't always going to have the free time to be hands-on with her when she visits. P.S. She lives in Charleston, South Carolina, so there isn't a shortage of adequate stylists for her to have her hair done down there. P.P.S. I know you and Smokey Husky love the food in Charleston. You should come to Greenville, South Carolina sometime. Similar food scenes. You been uh, there? I think I am going to Greenville uh, in 2022. So... I think that's and on there. Is, what? This is from Abby. She doesn't need to be anonymous. So okay, but this wait. is actually the mother wants to come see them. Yeah. I mean, look. First of all, I am going to play Greenville. Pretty sure it's on the schedule. Second of all, I do love Charleston. I wish Just Beans didn't close because I love that Coca-Cola cake. Okay. That being said. Just Beans? Just Beans. They have a Coca-Cola cake. Oh, Just Beans. <laughs> it's the time. Uh, and The Ordinary is a favorite restaurant of ours. Um, in Charleston. You know, I wonder what's really bothering you because she's just trying to see you guys. It's not like she's, it's her, it's your husband's wife, uh, husband's mother, right? Yes. How long is she coming for? Is this like one night in and out? Can you make it fun? Can you include her in what you're doing? You know, is she sharing your bed? Like, is it really an inconvenience or is it just the expectation that's bothering you? Um, There's also the version where you're like, you could just plan a trip the next time. I think you're more bothered by the idea that she expects that she can stay so consistently because you do have alone time. That being said, if you just had a week on and she's coming the next day, like you're allowed to be like, hey, it's just too much. She's using the hair appointment as an excuse and she has a husband. I'm sure she has the money. If you can go get your hair done, you can get a hotel. Um, Or yeah, maybe it's like we have had no time together, but we'd love to get dinner. Is it that in- big of an inconvenience or is it really more that you, th- that you feel she's taking advantage? I think you have to get to the root of what bothers you. And then once you figure that out, I think you'll be less bothered by her staying. Maybe yeah, it's every other whether, time. Yeah. It might just be the dread of like maybe being expected to be yes. social. Also, even if she doesn't really expect anything. You mentioned the hands-on of it all. Like, is it like, Hey guys, I'm just here on board sometimes with my mom, she's like a wind-up toy. And I'm like, wind up, go. And and I'm like, just wash everything the baby has. She's like, I'm on it. Like, she just needed a project. Um, mm-hmm. Because she doesn't get the same pleasure out of the same social activities that Noah and I do. Is it a dinner? You know, is it, is there a way to make it so that you feel less obligated to be entertaining her? Because I think she just probably wants to be around you guys. I don't think she needs, maybe you are doing too much. Maybe she doesn't need all the things you're doing. Yeah, or can your husband take her out and then that's your free night at home alone? There's that too. Also, remember what I always say, do not get between. Whatever the decision is, it's you and your husband led by your husband. Do not be the wife that's like, here's what we want. You let him do that talking because it will very quickly look like you're the bitch. 
Trust me. Well, and it sounds like he's fine saying, you know, this week doesn't work. And then you tell him, actually tell her it's fine. It's family. You know I what? Don't like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to feel bad about it either. Like it is family, but it doesn't have to be family every couple weeks, every six weeks. As you went about when you get your hair colored, just make sure you stay hidden behind your husband because this will very quickly turn into your battle, not his. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Liza and Emily. I have a long-winded question for you. Over the past two years, I've had really bad romantic experiences with men. I'm 23 female. Two years ago, I was assaulted by a friend of a friend, 43 male, and it changed the way I look at relationships. Since then, I hooked up with an old friend, 37 male, at the beginning of COVID who had just gotten out of a serious relationship. He's now married to that woman and they just had a baby. The next guy I hooked up with was my boss, 37 male, who flirted with me relentlessly for several months until I finally gave in. I moved states, and the first guy I hooked up with was my neighbor, 28 male, who was on a break from his girlfriend. They're now engaged, Oof. and I was invited to the actual proposal by him, despite the fact that he had been trying to hook up again ever since the night it happened. He messages me constantly and outright tells me he wants to hook up anytime I see him. In each of these situations, I've either been a midlife crisis or a toxic person's outlet, and I feel pretty terrible about myself. I want to be in a relationship and find the right person, but I seem to be attracting the wrong type of guy. Any advice? Also, I'm moving again at the end of summer, so hopefully a clean slate. Love your podcast and specials. I was supposed to see you in Salt Lake 2020, but I had to give my tickets to my parents for the 2022 show instead. End of summer? It's, you got, that's a long time. That's several months. How old are you? What'd you say? 23? Make that so up. she is 23. Okay. And the guy that sexually assaulted you was like 42, right? 43. Right. The so next, then a friend who was 37, then a no, boss no, no, I who get was that. 37. I'm saying, no, those guys didn't assault her. She was assaulted by a guy no, at that yeah. age. And then you yeah. compl- you continue. So the good news is you get it. You're seeking out validation from, and I don't know how this deals with like your wiring from like if you have been sexually abused or whatever, but you're seeking out the same archetype of person. You are seeking out someone who is almost twice your age and who is not respecting you. And I, from what I gather, this happens a lot with people who have been like sexually assaulted. Um, I am not an expert. I do not know anything. This is just from what I've seen on TV and from what I've listened to. So the good news is, you know, you do this. You're not like, I don't understand why these guys won't be with me. It's not about, it's about what you're putting out. It's not because that's what you're attracting. You're putting out that you're the kind of girl who will go out with a guy who just got out of a relationship, who go out with a guy who's definitely telling you or sending you mixed signals like, yeah, there might be. The fact that all these men go back to someone means they've told you in some way or they've lied to you. But I think going into it, you kind of knew that there was no commitment there. So you're like, I'll just hook up with them because you have a self-worth issue. So I think having nothing to do with getting a new relationship, I think what you need to work on is your self-worth. And I don't know what kind of book that is to read, but I do know that it's not like you have to go cold turkey, but it's going to be really difficult for you. And you could work on this on like changing the type of person you're attracted to. It seems to me you're attracted to these people because you know that they're attracted to you and you don't have to do any emotional maintenance after. Because I don't hear you saying like, and I really want to be with them. You don't want to be the girl that people practice on. You don't want to be the girl that guys are texting while they're married. And you don't have to be. You can decide that that's not what you are. And I think you have to do some work on yourself because you don't want to keep repeating this. It's so great that you identified that. You don't deserve it. What happened to you, you didn't deserve. But it will become something you deserve if you continue to choose these types of people. 
So you can decide right now you owe nobody anything and you can decide right now that's not who I am and I'm changing that. And you don't need a man to validate it either way. Or woman. No, and also maybe seek out people on apps that aren't your neighbor, your boss, your friend. Get a little distance. Good call. So that it's not like then you're at your house and this guy just lives right next door. It's too easy. You're going, you're lazy in your fishing. Sometimes you got to (laughs) cast a real, you got to go out deep sea fishing. You got to go for a marlin right now. You're just clunking dumb sea bass on the head. You're like, you're in my pot, not sea bass, whatever, salmon. I don't know, something on the head. Are they, is it catfish where you can stick your arm down and they just bite it and you just pull them up on your fist? You're going noodling. Right now, you're shooting fish in a barrel. You're going for what's safe, what's around you. You're like a lazy predator. You want to be out there on the hunt. You want to be pursued. You want it to be thrilling. And you don't want to be the girl. Otherwise, you will end up like 40 and you've like fucked every dude in your hometown, everybody at work. And that's great that you're moving, but moving won't matter if if this is your behavior. So the clean start is great. Because you won't know anyone, but eventually you will know people and you don't want, maybe your policy is I don't date coworkers. I don't date anybody that lives within a hundred feet of me. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be always surrounded by the ghosts of your mistakes. It's okay to have exes. And maybe you don't date men that are in a relationship or just coming out of one. Like you don't want to be practice. Yeah. So there's a good heart in there, I'm assuming, unless you are the sister that smashed that girl into the dashboard, in which case you, you are a bad person. Uh, there's a good heart in there and you, before somebody else can see it, you need to see it in yourself. And I think you're getting there, but don't look to a guy to fix it. What do you like doing? Focus on yourself. You want to eat a thing of frosting and then go for a run? Maybe that's what you got to do. Oh. Throw it up. Kick it. Oh. Hello, Eliza, Emily, and soon to be little person. I hope this message finds you because I could really use some advice from an outside perspective. About five years ago, I found out that my mom had taken my identity and opened numerous credit cards with my information. <gasps> what is wrong? She had with already her? racked up a ton of debt and really affected my credit score. This has been a constant runaround for all these years as she lies about taking care of paying off the debt. And my fiance and I have now drained our savings account twice in order to pay off the debt, in order to have my credit score go up. We were getting married in 2022 and want to buy a house after that, but now we are left with nothing. I just took care of the last credit card debt and let my mother know it was dealt with. She has not responded to my message of clearing the debt and cleaning up her mess. How do you move forward after this? I don't know because that is so and that is so fucked up. And like, what's to prevent her from doing it again? And like, can you press charges? Would you if you could? Right. I don't know. I don't. And it doesn't seem like she's the kind of woman that understands logic. Like you can be like, mom, don't do this again. And she will. Can you get like life, not life alert, life lock? What's the thing set up where you get like an alert? Yeah, life lock. You have to go to like a financial resource specialist to like find out how do you make sure this doesn't happen again? Because I guarantee she'll do it again because you paid it off. So all you've taught her is that like, you're still going to be there for her. You got to worry about yourself, your husband, your new life. There's something wrong with your mother and you have, uh, Jesus Christ, that's awful. Yeah, you cannot... But she's not just going to pay it on her own. It sounds like you already paid it all off, but the only option Oof. is to protect. bring her to court for You might have to. Or if you don't want to do that, you've got to protect yourself, maybe even cut her out and see some sort of financial planner that can look into programs that help protect that. What's the deal? If I recline it all, I'll just have instant heartburn and burping. Is I'm, that what's happening? I'm literally at like an 89 degree angle. 
And my body's like, no, don't you dare relax. And don't DM me, other moms. Like, oh, you think that's bad? Wait until your butthole rips open. File everything that has to do with parenting under the category of nice try. All these women that are like, say goodbye to sleeping. Get your sleep now. That's not how sleep works. You don't load up now so that in six months you're not tired. Trying to scare me? Get out of here. I'm a comic. I've gone without sleep. But I would like to sit up without molten lava in my throat. Urban. And have pizza after this. I don't give a fuck. I told my body during yoga today, I was like, you're going to keep getting acid reflux. I'm going to keep doing these chaturangas because you're going to be complaining either way. So fed up with it. Talking to you, body. Does your body listen? No, it still hurts. It hurts real bad. But at least, at least I feel I have some autonomy. Can't breathe through my nostril. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. uncomfortable situation alert. This whole podcast, I'm physically uncomfortable and every single person that's written in has been like, here's something horrible that's unrelatable. That's the theme. How do you proceed? Okay. I'm in a position at work where I've been receiving promotions and excellent treatment and support. I'm a teacher at a public charter school. Unfortunately, I've recently learned about my coworkers having racist things said about them by my managers and not receiving support when they need it most. How can I support them and yet still be true to my own experience, which has been overall really positive? Why do you have a manager at a, isn't it a principal? I assume it's like what principals or whatever. Look, this is something that women of, or people of color, I'm treading very lightly here because as a white woman, you can get your head taken off for literally saying anything. But I will say this, it's something that I've noticed people of color talking about like that's using your privilege is standing up for someone in a situation in the moment versus after or coming up to them after and being like, hey man, that really sucked. Like I feel you. And so the question is what's being said uh, if they are, if this person is truly deserving of a, you know, it's how much are you going to put yourself on the line Is this about getting this person fired? Is this about accountability? You know, I think really assessing that and standing up, if you hear something being anti-racist actively, they make a joke and you just say, why would you say that? I'm sure that makes them uncomfortable. I don't agree with that, you know? And that can happen in front of them or it could happen like white on white (laughs) uh, when they're not there. 
but having like being the person you would be in front of them behind their backs as well. You know, uh, we can't go through this life always standing up for everything. And oftentimes you do lay it on the line and you just get fucked or it didn't matter or nobody cared. So I think it's about allyship and figuring out how you can do it and everybody can benefit versus you just like putting your neck out there and it didn't help and it didn't do anything. And now this boss just hates you, but you are benefiting from, I'm assuming, I'm assuming being white, definitely yeah. not from being a woman, but you're benefiting from that. Um, if all things are equal, if they are just as good and you're saying they're not getting these raises and they're not getting anything, you know, is there a way to bring it up? Is there a way to advocate for them? If this really bothers you, you know, if this is really happening, right? Yeah, I think you want to be real careful about the fact that you say, like, I want to be true to my experience that's really positive. And it's like, well... Of course yours is. Of course yours is, yeah. And that's the problem. And it's nice that you're thinking about it and you're asking about it. But if your managers are... If you're getting all the resources that they are not giving to your coworkers who are people of color, that's, you know, you're you're that's not right, even though you're doing great. Yeah. And so that is affecting other people. And if I was those other people, I wouldn't be such a big fan of yours uh, through no fault of your own. Through no fault you of know? your own. Also, you know, are there students? I'm sure their students are super diverse. Like your students are now paying the price because the teacher is not white. So I would assess what's really going on because what you don't want it to be is there's a teacher who is of another color. Maybe they aren't that great. And they're saying, how come? Regardless of color, there's always, when someone doesn't get something, there's always how, like, and you see this in Hollywood. I'll take it to the microcosm of comics. Like, oh, how come they got that showcase and I didn't? It's like, well, chances are you weren't funny, but oftentimes it has less to do with that and more to do with, well, you were this, or you checked this box, or you were a girl, or you didn't get this. And it happens enough that an overcorrect is justified. So chances are your coworkers are, from what you're saying, they're doing just as well and they're not getting anything. And since you're writing into a podcast, it's like, you kind of have to decide what kind of person do you want to be? Is there a way to have a conversation with with your coworkers as a group, not even necessarily just one who maybe is saying this without it being like very white savory? Yeah, because you know? by the way, it's not your job to go in and be like, we need to get these teachers, these things. Can you bring in someone from HR and be like, I just want to be supportive because that isn't your job to spearhead this. Um, right. So well, talk the to them. Companies companies don't want you to talk about salary because they don't want someone else to find out that they're being taken advantage of. So being honest with your coworkers, like, hey, they just gave me this support. Yes. I noticed you haven't gotten that yet. You know, do you want, like, here's how I approach them. And then they can be like, well, they said no. And you'd be like, oh, you and know, then you can say well, something. Let's say, you know, if, if all things are equal, if you guys are all great at your job, uh, going up and being like, what do you need? And then saying, here's what I make. Here's what I got. Here's how they're helping me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I completely agree about the white savior thing. And I think that there's a way to bring in a third party. So, cause you're not Robin Hood and you're not Joan of Arc, you know, you're not like, this is, you're a teacher and you're trying to teach and you're getting all these resources. And if you, it breaks your heart to see this happen, we need to bring in someone that can help with that. Um, especially given that this manager makes like racist comments. So, you know, this isn't, it isn't all things equal. It is bias. Mm -hmm as things often are. So yeah, what's, ask them, be like, what do you guys think? I want to help, but I don't need anyone to thank me. Cause that's what you don't want is to help. And they're like, oh, you think you're so special. You're like, yeah, I was just trying. It's such a I'm delicate a thing. Yeah. Okay. Dad, okay. <laughs> it's a talk with a cop. 
You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Oh, fired my turn. Pivot right out of that. <sighs> yeah, I'm here, welcome back to your race relations seminar. Head up by a white person. <laughs> my top of the cob is... Uh, Noah and I have had a couple days off for Christmas and we took it upon ourselves every day to go get a new pastry. And I remembered how much I love cardamom mebular, which is cardamom buns, buns, Swedish cardamom buns. Cardamom is, I think I associate it with more like Indian slash Middle Eastern. There's like a, not a spice to it, but it's like almost a little savory, but sweet. And a good cardamom, a good uh, cardamom mebular is a, a thing of beauty. We ate a lot of them in Europe. They were all pretty good. And I like them. I just really, really like them. That's all. My top of the cob. My top of the cob is that we have like little wall heaters, little rectangle ones. And there's one right where Gracie likes to sit. And so I put a little bed in front of it. I'm like, good for you. You can sit right in front of the heater. I was worried earlier because I want her face is pressed up against it. And just the hottest air is coming out. And her nose is like in the heater hole. But good for her. Good for her. Live that cat life. My bottom of the thing is, um, my bottom of the thing, sorry. My bottom of the cob is people posting about something great that happening to them. And instead of just owning it and being like, we got married, we bought a house. They write, we did a thing. I hate that. It speaks to this sort of warmed over, too cool for school, like leftover from hipster culture, like, it's not cool to be excited, monotone, mumblecore, like, weird 2000 sentiment. Like, taking a picture and being like, here with these two idiots. You know, taking a picture of a sunset and being like, ugh, I write about this in my new book that's coming out. But, like, we did a thing is, like, I want to brag, but I also don't want to talk about it because I'm afraid to communicate and look and look too braggadocious, but we did a thing. It's like, no, you got married. You didn't do a thing. Like, use your fucking words. It's hacky. It's up there with unicorns. Yeah, it's... um. It's up there with wanderlust. <laughs> it is. There's just something that you know it when you see it. And it's like, all right, just... Did you do... I guess this was like great. This we not? did a thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Are you just, like, monotone, too cool, NPR? Like, give me a fucking... So Be- like, been with this guy for 10 years now. This guy... This idiot said okay. Like, it's okay to be outwardly excited. It's okay yeah. to emote. Everyone's so fucking stunted. We did a thing. Like, okay, so now I got to, like, stare at the picture. Mm-hmm. We got married. How about just the picture? We did a thing. Don't get too excited. Ugh, beauty. Like, okay, cool. Cool existence. Yeah. You? Uh, my bottom, I went and saw that lesbian nun movie, Benedetta, and I lost my Taking Lives hat there, and I called the theater, and no one has it, and I miss it, and I'm sad, and it was one of a kind, and now I have nothing, and the movie was not good. Yeah, you love it. I like how you're like, let's just skirt over that's a lesbian nun movie. No, it was, well, it was Paul Verhoeven who did like Basic Instinct and Robocop. Oh, yeah. And, he had, but, Paul Verhoeven, by the way, Noah and I talk about this, like, what a career. And then he did something like recently, I think, but like, bam, bam, bam. And then it's like, and you do what now? But that's, yeah. yeah. Um, you, you, you love a, you love a strong female lesbian. Well, these ones I didn't love and I was, are you wearing a my hat. cow? I'm sorry about your, I'm sorry that you wore a hat into a dark room. Are you like secretly like jerking off? Why are you wearing a hat into a dark theater? I saw, 
I went and saw two movies in a row and, and I just was worried I'd be cold. So you wear a beanie, not a brim, not a, a rim. I don't have a beanie. I have a Taking Lives hat. And now I don't. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what? That was the universe saying, like, get your hat off. You're indoors. Are you wearing a cowl neck sweater? I'm wearing a... I'm Now that I... I Since it's my second week of work, I thought on Zooms I should have a top that wasn't a t-shirt. And so this has a nice, a nice neck where it looks like I'm doing something good. It does. Okay. I'm just going to say uh-huh. that's an old lady sweater and you are too young to be that old. Okay. But don't I look like a professional that's not wearing a t-shirt? You look like someone work? whose homework I would copy. <laughs> good. That's the vibe. And then I feel like starting, starting next week, I can wear a t-shirt and no one can say anything to me because everybody else does. But I just wanted to be... Cool. I I respect that because when you first started working for me, you like came in like your work clothes and I was like, you don't need to do that. I'm basically naked. And you're like, all right, you asked for it. All branded well, movie gear. Crocs. Folks, welcome to 2022. Let's make it better than 2021. And you can start by like buying all the things we talk about, but really by leaving a review and rating the podcast and introducing this to that good friend or that enemy or your sister that's a fucking beast. Like, I got a podcast that'll help you. Because maybe sometimes hearing it from someone else is a little bit better than saying it yourself. And remember, kids. What should they do? (laughs) I didn't have anything. (laughs) Find my hat and report it to me. That's a horrible sign-off. Remember, kids, (laughs) wear a mask. Be cool to the planet. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.